You're listening to the Win More Podcast with John Zaldonis. In this episode, John Zaldonis and Megan Leahy take a deep dive into their new roles as the expert growth advisor team. They discuss what goes into producing those light bulb moments that help Winmo's clients close that next big deal. Welcome to the Winmore Podcast. My name is John Zaldonis, and listeners, we've got a fun one today. Uh, I've spoken a little bit about some changes that we've been having over here on our side of Winmo, and it's pretty much time for us to give those changes the full treatment here on the Winmore Podcast. We're going to get the deep dive into the Expert Growth Advisor, and for that, joining me to help unpack all of this exciting stuff is my other Expert Growth Advisor, Megan Leahy. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. I'm very excited to be here and looking forward to our conversation. I know. It's like basically what we could have done is we could have just over the past, like call it since mid-December, hit record on pretty much any of our conversations <laughs> that we've had. Um, so exactly. we're just going to formalize it today. Yep. We'll wrap it up with a nice bow. So Yes, exactly. <laughs> so listeners, this is basically an insight into uh, pretty much any kind of meeting that we've been having over the past couple of months, uh, perhaps with a little a little less uh, pet interference. But who knows? That might happen, too. We'll have to see. I hope not, but we will see. Yes, looks like uh, Looks like the pets are somewhat secure. So we'll see what happens <laughs> throughout the recording. I know. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Samantha and Jasper. Jasper is like the, the, the he is the official pet of the Winmore podcast. He has made several appearances on the show before. Uh, but yes, Love we it. will. We will endure. So, yeah, listeners, I'm. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that for a lot of you guys, Megan is a very well-known name. You've probably had conversations with her. So for those of you who um, already know her, this is going to be a fun little refresher. For those of you who don't, this is going to be fun too. Uh, Basically, what we're going to do on today's episode of the show is really dive into what this means when we say expert growth advisor. Like, what are we talking about? What are our goals? What do we think we can do for the broader Winmo community as in this new role. So yeah, ready to get started? I am. All right, let's do it. So to start, Megan, um, let's just, you know, kind of hit the reset button really quick and look backward before we talk about what we all want to do moving forward. You know, you don't have to put an exact figure on it. I always tell that uh, the people that I speak to that between you and me, we've got like 20 years uh, here combined at Winmo, right? which sounds wild. Um, But, you know, suffice to say, you've been around the block a little bit. So I'm just curious to kind of frame this discussion in terms of what we've experienced and what are some of the lessons that we've learned from in the past. What would you say are some of the most striking evolutions you've noticed in this little industry of ours since you started? Yeah, good question. So I've been with Wimmo for over 12 years, and I came from the agency world. So and I came from a a rather large agency. And I honestly didn't even know new business development was a position at Mm. an advertising agency. So this was all new to me. And I came on as an account manager. And really, to sum up the evolution of the industry, I will say that When I started, it was a lot of the huge agencies, agency of records, the names that you guys know Mm -hmm. um, that were on Madison Avenue, you know, that are still in business. And over time, what's happened 
is that smaller shops have popped up where they specialize in one area. Um, and this is across the board. This isn't just for advertising agencies. I would say this is for ad tech companies too. Mm-hmm. And really what's happened, what's, what I've seen over time and COVID definitely accelerated this was these, were these specialized shops that came into the fold. And what are you good at? What do you specialize in? Trying to not be all things to all people because honestly, that's not really attractive anymore. Yeah, brands aren't looking to go after those those huge agencies that are doing all things for them. They want one specific um, project, let's say, mm-hmm. and that th- they want to work with those specialized shops. That that's what they do. That's what they they hone in on and what they specialize in. So I would say that that is definitely the biggest change is the huge agencies, the huge holding holding companies and these newer um, independent shops coming in um, and really just doing well. Um, And they they understand the importance of new business development and sales and and really putting their own positioning and their own, uh, I guess, brand positioning of their agency out there into um, into into the little world that we live in. Yeah. And I think you could probably take that deduction even a step further and apply that not only to agencies, but other pillars that we, you know, speak to on a daily basis. Like think about, right. you know, in terms of media companies, uh, the, the, like this very, very specific targeting that we're seeing these days, you know, trying to be everything to everyone. It's a nice goal. It's but as you say, it's just we've also become so much more fragmented that it's also kind of at this point somewhat unrealistic. So, you know, the, right. the idea of having that self-awareness of being, all right, so let's take a look. Let's like, you know, to use a sporting metaphor, let's scout ourselves and kind of figure out what it is that we're good at. What are some of the things that we should kind of lean into in terms of things that separate us out from the rest? Because you're right. Also, you know, just like there are smaller agencies, as you said, there's also so many different ad tech firms that have popped up. Right. There's so many different like specialized, you know, sponsorship companies, media companies out there just to go down the right. list. I'm thinking of so many of our clients and like in a way that's, you know, it, it presents a challenge for you and me because we, you know, it's the, 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 the silly little story I always tell when I talk to people about what I used to do before COVID was, you know, doing all these in-person visits. And I, vividly right. remember a day where I started with a visit to the American Kennel Club. Shout out to those guys. Uh, that was like my nine o'clock. All and right. at four o'clock, <laughs> I think I ended at Major League Soccer, right? Completely different. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm talking, yeah. I'm, Great it, day. It actually was off it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely snuck a yeah. selfie uh, with the um, with the trophy. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, completely different companies, needs, you know, audiences and all that. Same platform. Right. You know, it's it's still Winmo. Exactly. Um, so exactly. so that's that is a challenge for us. So with that in mind, I'm curious as to what you have done personally to kind of make sure that you are able to stay, stay, you know, ahead of the you know, ahead of these changes to, to make sure that you are able to speak to all of these different specialties. Like what, what, what are some of the things that you've done to, to stay up ahead of the wave? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, honestly, it's it's paying attention to anything that's changing in terms of the space of advertising. I mean, I think anyone that's listening to this would know that that's changed dramatically with social media coming into yep. play. Um, people aren't spending 
I mean, some brands are millions on Super Bowl commercials. I mean, it's really good timing <laughs> to bring that up. Yep. But uh, just being aware of what's going on and what brands want to, I think that there's been an assumption uh, of what a brand wants for a lot of the clients that use us, but it, it really is coming into something that's more personal for the end user of how they relate to that brand. So I, I think that just knowing that that is, that's the mentality now, like really getting into why somebody has a brand loyalty or, or whatever it may be, why they respect and why they purchase a brand or service. But yeah, so just anything that is changing within the advertising world, just staying on top of it, knowing what brands want, knowing how agencies are positioning themselves whenever I'm on a call with them. And so I keep saying agencies too, just so everyone knows that I specialize in the agency pillars, what we call them internally. So I specifically work with onboarding any new agency that comes on as a client. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I 100% agree with you there in terms of the things that you can do to ensure that you stay current. And one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten here is basically, I think I forget who, I forget who gave me the list. Cause I keep adding to it uh, of just like, just if you have, and this is something that I would recommend for our listeners as well. And the people that we speak to as now an expert growth advisor, you know, make sure that you give yourself time every single day to, you know, for lack of a better term, read the news. Right. You like have your core right. set of like five, 10 newsletters that you subscribe to have a good have a good Twitter feed that you have a good you know core number of people in the industry that you follow. I mean, I know Twitter can become some can sometimes be like a hell site of negativity, but it is also you like it or not. It is a really good news source. And what right. I what I try to do and, you know, sometimes I'm more successful than others with this. But what I really try to do when I'm setting my schedule for my week is I try not to schedule anything formal between nine and ten in the morning. I try to just right. make that Same. my time to just say, all right, so I'm just going to sit at my desk, get get my cup of coffee and I'm just going to read the news. I'm just going to read what right. I have curated and it helps me so gosh darn much. And it's something that I definitely recommend for all of our listeners out there that, you know, it doesn't have to be nine to 10 in the morning. Everybody's process is different, but make time right. for yourself at some point in the day to just, you know, stay current. And I think that's, that's something that can really help us no matter where you are in this industry. And it's something that I recommend on every onboarding call that I have is just set up, set aside one hour. Yeah. If it's nine to 10, if it's noon to one, whatever works best for you, but set that time aside, put it on your calendar and read publications, read Wimo Edge. Yep. There's always going to be um, something in there that's going to help you in the long run with new business development. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I 100% agree. So with that in mind, let's move on to some of the other things that I wanted to talk about today. I definitely have some thoughts on this, but I'm curious as to what you think, Megan. You know, when we were first informed of this role, the expert growth advisor, there I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. um, I, be <laughs> I believe we both learned about this, that this was happening in December. I vividly right. remember sitting down and talking with our boss, Whitney, about this and being really jazzed up. I'm curious, what was your first thought when this, was, this, this topic was broached to you? Yeah, well, my first thought was, what am I going to do with all my clients? Because <laughs> I've worked with some of these people. I've worked with some of these people for the, the entire time I've worked here. Yeah. So for 12 years. 
So, um, you know, and, and some have come and gone. They've, they've left Winmo and then they've come back over time. But I, I just didn't know how I was necessarily going to position this that I'm, that I'm kind of moving into this new role. But it's been very, it's, it's been very accepting. Um, everyone is, is excited for me. I sent the email out, let everyone know. So that was the biggest thing. But honestly, this is what I love to do. I yeah. love to uh, not only consult, but brainstorm on ideas for maybe different groups to go after, different partnerships to have. That's my that's my favorite part. It's not just this is how you Winmo works. You click on this button and then it does this. It's more of the the why you're using it and then really diving into that why and seeing mm. if there's any anything that branches out from it that could be another use case that they didn't think of. That's my favorite part. So yeah. it really worked out perfectly. And it worked out perfectly in terms of timing with the pandemic, you know, fingers crossed, winding down. Knocking on wood. And, yep. And then 2022, this seems to be like everything slowly, don't jinx me, but slowly <laughs> getting back to normal. And um, it's really cool to see how energized everyone is when they get yeah. on the call because they know that they have they have something special to offer and you can hear it in their voice they can hear it in my voice when i'm excited for them so it's um it's it's just been it's been a great transition yeah i agree and i and, and i also agree again not jinxing anything but you know look we're 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 sending uh emily and Bo, a couple friends of the podcast uh to a conference in maryland as well uh in the next like what week or so like they're going down to texas um yeah right. we're, we, we're we're gonna do that like 20 times this year i think we're that's the goal we're going go to go to 20 conferences there is so much appetite for that. And also, it's funny because my first thoughts when we talked about this with Whitney was it kind of gets back to what you talked about earlier, Megan, in terms of leaning into what you're good at. Like, I think right. that we as a team have been really lucky in that we have a group of folks who are really, really good at communicating why this is valuable, why you should be doing what you're doing, why you should log into Winmo in the morning and find this contact and then what you do right. with that information. Like, okay, so I've got this wealth of info. How do I translate that into a good new business process? And right. my thought was like, super, this is great. Now we're going to have like more of a dedicated push to impart exactly. that knowledge and be teachers. You know, the, one of the things right. that I've always loved is being a coach or being a teacher in one way, shape or form. My favorite job to this day involved uh, when I was in college and I was a lane mechanic slash bowling coach. Like I, Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that was, I, I would, I would finish my eight hours with grease on my hands and I felt great. Um, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that, it, those, those pin setters, by the way, for like, we're from the sixties, man, they were old. And so they broke all the time. Um, but awesome. yeah, it was really great. Um, but like, you know, being a coach being like being, okay, so you took this swing, maybe we tweak this or something in your mechanics. That's great. You know, when I graduated school, I wanted to do teach for America, but they rejected me. Um, so like all of that stuff is stuff that's kind of just in my blood and you can hear the excitement in my voice right. when I talk about this kind of stuff. Now that we're yeah. kind of formalizing that and dedicating ourselves to that, re renewing that push to be these, you know, coaches and then be like, all right, so you've got, you've got what you've got off of the site. Now what? And the fact that I think we can answer that, that has me just super duper stoked. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I think that it's, it's so helpful that we're energized and that they hear it in our voice. I know mm-hmm. I said this earlier, but it's just, it, it you know, sometimes clients have a, a way of looking at it. Like I'm just going after this group of people or these types of brands, whatever yeah. it may be. And for us to, to really identify different things for them, you know, different, it, it's, you can just see the light bulbs going off mm-hmm. through the, the, you know, the screen shares or through the zoom calls. And uh, I think that's the best part. And I yeah. always will write down just so I remember that the, the light bulb moment of like, yeah. Oh man, I never even thought of that. So yeah. it, it's, it's very rewarding. Yeah, I agree. Actually, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into that because, you know, as we've talked about, it's, you know, obviously we know the platform front and back and we want to impart how best to utilize that. But really, in an ideal world, this expert growth advisor role is going to be somebody who will help you beyond that next step. And that's already some of the conversations that I've begun to start having is, all right, so we've got what we've got off of the platform now what that that now what question is really the next thing right what are some of the challenges that you have noticed in the broader Winmo community when you're having these discussions of what is that next step or what are some of the hurdles the common hurdles that you have seen out of the folks that you've spoken to because i guarantee you some of our listeners will empathize with that yeah and this has been something that i've heard over the years not just in this role but the biggest thing I would say is that clients will send an email mm-hmm. to a prospect and they expect an answer. <laughs> and if they don't get it, then the deal is dead. Yeah. And, and that's pretty consistent with most, you know, with a good portion of our clients. And I get it. Some people, you know, they don't want to be annoying. They don't want to be salespeople, but there's creative ways and outreach. And I, you know, I, we've done studies on this over the years where it's, a minimum of seven touch points, people that are listening to this, even like our catapult sister company will say it's 12, but I like to say, I like to say seven. So it's not too scary, but uh, it's, it's there. You have to, you can't just send one email and expect a, a reply. So there has to be something in place where you are being creative with your own communication. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, tools will help, you know, if you have a CRM, big, you know, big fan of having a CRM in place, if it's HubSpot, if it's Salesforce, whatever it may be, depending on the size of the company. But that is something, I mean, I couldn't do my job without Salesforce. Yeah. With, you know, without having everything in front of me, who I need to reach out to next, Uh, you know, clients that could be listening to this are like, oh yeah, Megan does. Like she, she'll touch base every, you know, few weeks. Well, that's because I have tons of reports built and I want to make sure that everyone um, hears from me. So it's, it's just making sure that everyone is nurtured in, in the right way, just to give them my time to make sure that they're getting everything they need, not only from Winmo, but it, from the expert growth advisor for their entire plan of, mm-hmm. of outreach. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And it's, it's a, it's a trap that I think we all fall into being like, well, I sent that email, my job is done. Eh, well, you right. know, you're one seventh of your job right. is done. Um, and, and you right. know, again, I like me personally, I, I I fall into that trap too, where it's just you know constantly making sure that you're staying on top of these processes and that you because it, it, it it does get easy when you're talking about multiplying those emails to let one or two fall through the cracks, and then all of a sudden you've lost all that momentum and you have to start from scratch. Right. So definitely having a good outline and a good plan, I 100 percent agree, is something that 
you know, we all struggle with in one way, shape or form, but just making sure that you stay on top of that. The other thing that I would add to that is because once once we get that understanding, and this is something that I've definitely seen with folks I've worked with in the past is, okay, so great. I've got this, whatever you want to call it, seven email cadence built into HubSpot and it looks great and it's awesome. Super duper. One of the things that I know that I am always on guard about and I always try to you know talk to other folks and, uh, and impart the same advice here is don't let it get stale. Like if you've got that seven email cadence, change it up. Like, you know, be, as you said, be creative. Think like, you know, definitely if something's working, I'm not saying change it up for the sake of change, but you know, it's always is helpful to re-examine one's own processes, you know, quarterly, monthly, whatever, however you want to set it up. But just like being like, you know what, that email that, and you and I, we, we literally went through this exercise with what we call our onboarding cadence, where we were looking at this and we were like, man, there's yeah. a lot of cooks in the kitchen, right? There's there's an email from me, right. then there's an email from Dave, our CEO, and then there's an email from Jen right. Carroll. Um, I think Jen needs to come on the podcast. I don't know. She, she's definitely a friend. I don't know if she's a friend of the podcast yet, but um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But like we, you, you and she I- She would be we, great. She's, oh, yeah. she's been here just as long as I have, but she's been here. Uh, she started a month before me. So literally- uh, we've have, We have a lot yeah. of tenured people here. I know. It's great. Literally when, uh, great. when I got on board uh, at Winmo, like her, she was like one of my first emails, just welcoming me, generals. Um, but you know, just you and I, we we went through this exercise ourselves just like a month ago. And I think it's going to be really, really valuable once we get that all, we're still waiting on some tech stuff there. Um, which is reminds me of something I have to follow up on later today, but that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) but like that, that's just a perfect example. And that's something that I would definitely communicate to our clients as well. Just, you know, always, always, always make sure that you're not letting things get stale. So um, yeah. we've got a lot more to talk about and we're going to take a quick break, but first I want to squeeze in one last question here and just ask, what are some of the best resources? And you've mentioned a couple of them like Salesforce that you found yourself relying upon to, you know, be the best expert growth advisor you can be. Yeah, I would say definitely the, you know, just using a CRM just so I can keep, be organized on my end, but mm-hmm. even the products that we offer you know, just reading edge and, and knowing Winmo inside and out. So what's been happening with a lot of clients is that I'll get on the phone and, and it, it could be the owner of the agency or, or whatever company I'm speaking with, and they don't have time to do prospecting. Yeah. And I'll build the list for them and send them a list of prospects because I know how much time that's going to save them because I know the platform so well. They don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I tore them on it, but I can be a resource for them to jumpstart their outreach. So that's something that even just having, you know, having Winmo and Salesforce, we actually run our entire platform out of Salesforce. So it's like our <laughs> lifeline. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's, I would say just, you know, having access to that and, and also just other publications like Adweek, AdAge, all of that, knowing what's going on within yeah. our own client's world. It's very important. And it's important for our clients 
to be involved in their own client's world. So it's uh, it's also something that I always bring up on calls. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, I, and I'd agree with you, certainly, in terms of it gets back to what we talked about in earlier with taking that time to make sure that you stay educated. But I would, I would just also add to that, and this is something, again, that I think can be applicable for those of you who are listening right now is something you just mentioned, Megan, which is like knowing your own platform as best as you possibly can. One of the things that it may seem, in fact, there are days where I'm like, oh God, another meeting, but it is valuable to take as many meetings as you can, you know, while not bogging yourself down with other departments within your company. Um, One of the things we have like a free, we have a standing meeting on Monday in which we talk with our marketing folks and I have, you know, constant contact with a friend of the podcast, Rob, who runs our product side of things. And so I know that, you know, X, Y, or Z is in the development pipeline and then hopping on sales calls like we're starting to do on Fridays. So we're staying plugged in with those guys. Right. The more you can expose yourself to various perspectives, even within your your own company, the more rounded, well-rounded you are going to be and the better your own perspective will become. So I know that sometimes right. it's like, oh, geez, another marketing meeting and maybe something's going to be said in this meeting that doesn't fully apply to what I'm doing right now, yep. but in three months it will. So like th- those are, those are yeah, things that I find absolutely. really valuable. And I also think it's really important with the the world we live in right now that w- all of us at Winmo we're still working from home. Yeah. So uh, you know, having those connections and making sure that you are staying informed with things that are happening within your own company mm-hmm. is really huge when you're not all in the same office totally. too. So uh, I think that that's really and the question will always come up if something is being built into Winmos. Somebody's going to ask if we're going to have it eventually. So yeah. knowing that that oh we will have it in Q two, we right. will have it in Q three, whatever it may be, we know what the pipeline looks like because we're so involved in every department. Yeah. Yeah, it's valuable for sure. Listeners, we got plenty more to talk about, but first we are going to take a quick break. And we are back. All right, Megan, let's be super duper optimistic for a spell here because, you know, it's like the, the it's the Winmore podcast drinking game. Drink, I said COVID. Um, but we are going to be optimistic <laughs> and imagine a, a, a perfect world or at least a perfect work world. What in your estimation would this role that you and I are embarking on look like in an idealized version? I The way that I am looking at it is that we're somewhat of a, a part of our own client's team. So like Mm -hmm. we're, we're actually um, a team member that we're here to assist them. And my ultimate goal, like what I see happening down the line is I, uh, my one thing that I would love for all of these new clients that are coming through is that they want, they win at least one piece of business, even if it's contract work, even if it's um, something that might be smaller, but for a larger brand, because I know that if they, if they get that one piece that it's going to um, expand into other opportunities. So that's really like down the road. That's, that's what I want. I want uh, the whole purpose of new business development is to win new accounts, but also, you know, to just, to, to have one win would be my one ask mm. within it, like a year from now, let's say. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really like that. Just being able to like, because like oftentimes like one deal is enough to justify an entire year of Winmo. Um, so you know, right. like, talk about talk about uh, the platform paying for itself. There you go, right there. I would I would right. definitely agree with you. And the other thing I would add to that, and this is kind of why I mentioned COVID, and I think. You know, uh, New York was under yesterday. Anyway, I read that New York was back under 100 new hospitalizations, COVID hospitalizations per day, which given the size of our city, 100 is not really that bad of a number. So it does seem like this most recent wave is certainly on the downtick. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're going to see a year in 2022 where it's going to become a little less prevalent in all of our lives. And so to that, I will add this. Listeners, if you are in the New York area, hit me up. John Z, John yes. Z at winmo.com. I want to have coffee with you. I want to, you know, if you, you know, I totally understand if you don't have, if you're still working remotely, but you know, if you're in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and you want to hit up a Starbucks and you just want to sit down and bring a laptop and sit with me in person, like, you know, I want to do as many of these meetings as possible. And, you know, sometimes to do that, you want to do it virtually. But I'll tell you what, Megan, and I think most of our listeners will agree, there's still no substitute for just sitting down, looking face to face and working, working out something together collaboratively. That's what I want to do. I want to, yeah, I want to be able to see you. Maybe we're not doing the handshake, but we'll do the, if the fist bump or whatever I want to like, that is for me. Right something I so, so desperately want back in my life. And I'm sure that there are listeners out there who feel the same way. So yeah, again, if you're in the New York metro area and you want to run anything, literally anything past me, let's do lunch. Let's get coffee. I, I, I'm so revved up for that this year. I would also say that in person too, there isn't that time uh, constraint with totally 30 minutes, hour, I mean, sometimes, you know, there are meetings. So, you know, the whomever you're meeting with, they they may have to go at a certain time. But sure. when you meet in person, it's just it. And the the, the ideas flow yep. a lot easier, too, rather than staring at your computer. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and I, I still I, I love the fact that the, the COVID world moved everyone to have video calls. I was very weird about that before <laughs> because I didn't want to like impede on people's, you know, personal space. But yeah, I will say that this whole thing really lifted that. So um, I and I and I'm happy for it because I'm comfortable doing it. Clients are comfortable doing it. We've been doing yep. this for two years. So they see my dog in the background. They're like, oh, <laughs> OK, you know, not a big deal. Yeah. So um, it's 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 really cool. I mean, as as terrible as all of this has been, there have been some good things that have have evolved within uh, the workspace, I yeah. will say. Oh, I agree. It's the, my, my little joke that I've told before is like for I've I've, I've had several, certain like multiple clients, not not one, multiple clients now who I've noticed like, oh man, you've got some nice forearm tattoos that I never saw before because you were always wearing a button down shirt. It's like just little stuff like that, you know, I've got my little stupid little bobbleheads that Samantha makes fun of me for in my zoom background, you know, (laughs) they're conversation starters. What can we say? Yeah, Um, they they are. Yeah. yeah, We're all people. So it's just a great way for all of us to connect and not be so formal all the time. Yeah. So we might have talked about this already, but I want to circle back to another thing. Again, what we're doing, ideally, yes, will be about Winmo, but also and then, the yes and or whatever you want to say. So right. with that in mind, I want to ask you, do you have like one piece of advice that you found yourself giving that comes as a surprise? Like we've already talked about like yes. it's surprising where we want to reach out multiple times, but is there anything beyond that? 
Yes. So that's the reason why I said yes so quickly because <laughs> I've been I've been telling clients this uh, over the past few weeks. The biggest piece of advice. So you, usually when I get on a, an initial call with um, with a, with a new client that just comes on board. They'll say, we're not going after the big guys. We're not mm. going after those huge brands that you guys cover in your Winmo Edge and majority of your database. And I always say, the way that the world is working right now in our in our little you know agency media world is that a lot of brands, as big as they may be, they are looking for those smaller shops that are going to specialize in something. And I know yeah. that goes into what I was talking about in the beginning of this call, but there's a lot of contract work that comes out of huge brands, but it's very, very brand specific. So, you know, it, it might be a huge P&G or um, Coca-Cola, but Sprite might need something in particular. Yeah. So... I, they'll say, you know, we're not going after those huge brands. And I'll say, why not? You should. This is what you're good at, XYZ, whatever they're good at. And to not be scared. That is my biggest piece of advice that if you have something to offer with whatever's happening with, with a brand or you're going in cold, don't be scared. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, my brother was a brand manager for Bud Light for, I think it was like for a few years and mm. he, and I would always ask him about the agencies that they work with. And he said that he would prefer to work with smaller agencies than the big guys, because it's just too much. There's too much red tape there, it, it, too many people to go through. And if you need one launch of like one, you know, subsidiary of a brand or whatever it may be, it's a lot easier to work with those smaller shops that specialize totally. in whatever you need. So that is my, that is always my biggest piece of advice that always seems to not kind of scare people. They're like, Oh, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. So yeah, that's, that's what I put out there. Yeah. It's funny because like, I, I definitely have talked about that with, with folks in the past as well. The one thing that I keep coming back to it, cause it's a little, it's, it's ironic. It's a little bit different in that we're not talking about the big shops, but it, it gets back to what we were talking about again with special specialization. There are so many brands that are on the upswing that are represent really good opportunities. And what I always say is, you know, make sure that you're targeting the right way. And when I say that, what I mean is make sure that you know what are some of the emerging things that people really, really right. care about in terms of what's going to separate a brand from another. And the way you do that is keep again, keep current, like, you know, I'm in New York and literally gambling, sports gambling just got legalized. And now, like, if I were advising somebody, you know, looking for New York, <laughs> um, just, just uh, New York local ads, like, sure, there's DraftKings, there's FanDuel, look for all these other betting platforms that are emerging and are going to emerge. Like, so, you know, make sure that yep. you are staying on top of things, but also that you're not afraid of shooting your shot with companies that may not seem like they have a lot of money right now, but are going to. And like the, the, right. the thing I always talk about, like on edge is like, there's that section under prospecting triggers for emerging companies. And I always, always, always send people there because we're writing about companies that like every single day I'll go in there and I'll be like, I'll be honest, I've never heard of these guys before in my life. 
but they yeah. are raising money and there are just so many of these guys who are coming literally out of the woodwork that you know it's funny because you you say like don't don't be afraid to shoot your shot with big guys i definitely agree with that but also like if somebody seems like they're too small maybe investigate why you think that and like you know it, and if in, we're and if we're covering them in edge too mm-hmm. there's a reason yeah. because we're not going to cover like a emerging brand that isn't going to turn into anything right so i think that that's that's really yeah uh, awesome advice don't be too scared of the the huge guys the huge brands but also don't be scared of the or not i guess it's not scared i don't don't, don't feel like it's a waste of time. time exactly exactly right. right going after these new brands that are coming in particularly under the the emerging brands tag because a lot of it is um funding that they're getting Mm -hmm. so that's why we picked up on it as as an article that's why we're writing it so that funding and that series whatever you know coming through that means that they're going to eventually have an ad budget so i call it you know reading the tea leaves kind of of like if there's something changing if there's something new happening within our little world it's always going to be an opportunity, but you just have to find out how it's an opportunity for you. Yep. I literally had a call today with Nathan uh, on our sales team, and we were talking to a smaller soccer publication that envisions themselves one day competing with The Athletic, and they're currently raising money. Like, yeah, these these are the types of people to be you know focused in on because you know also by the way an advantage of working with these guys they're small and they're agile so they are motivated to work with you and yep. it's not like you're going to get a bunch of red tape either right right you know. yes 100 percent. those are the best clients know. you know yeah exactly so to, makes, to work with makes everybody's life easier so. Yes. All you don't right. have to deal with procurement and all of that. So yeah, yeah it's good. Totally. All right. Let's uh, yeah. do a little crystal ball gazing here and fast forward a year. We're having, just imagine we're having this discussion in February, 2023. What, Megan, do you mm-hmm. think at this point, what will have changed either for you and me or for our clients most that directly impacts how you and I approach the expert growth advisor role in 12 months from now? Yeah, you know, I think that the good thing about this role is that both of us, both John and I are going to be agile in how we approach Mm. it. If something isn't working, we're going to where if we try it and it's not working, we're going to try something differently. So uh, I think the role is going to evolve over time, day by day, month by month, quarter by quarter. But I I just my goal and, and I said this earlier is just that I I want one win for each client, just yeah. one, you know, just to, to show that there is value there, that there is ROI. The thing is, is that, and the reason why we are, why John and I are working with brand new clients is because if they don't win a piece of business or, or get anywhere year one, they usually won't stay with us right. as a client. And so that's why we are we are focusing on new clients that are coming in to try to to help them with that to to val you know to find the value within not only Wimo but with working with us and, and your strategy as a whole. Yeah. So um, really stressing the importance of new business development, not waiting for referrals and word of mouth to you know to win a new client and. Really, I call it I call it the back burner approach. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in a position where you lose your biggest client and you don't have anything to back it up with. Mm. 
because you've been waiting for referrals to come in. Yeah. And that's where we come into play. It's that back burner approach. What's on your back burner? Is that something that we can visit and we can bring that in? So, you know, people don't have to be laid off the whole thing. So it's, it's really just emphasizing the importance of new business development and helping them along the way. And, and really just staying with us after year one, that's, that's the goal Yeah. and winning business. And hopefully with that, that they can win, you know, just a, even a little piece of business. That's, that's all I would want. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think, you know, some of the, some of the big changes that I'm looking at are, you know, again, some of them are going to be COVID related and hopefully there's going to be a little bit more of a move towards, as you say, kind of life in the before times or however you want to call it. I think that we are going to see some movement there. I think, yes, you and I are definitely going to be tweaking our processes constantly over the course of the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. And once we find something that works, we're going to hammer away at it. And so I'm excited right. certainly about that. In terms of what is going to happen with our clients, you know, I think that just in terms, I, I'm just a little bit more optimistic that this is going to be a little bit more of a year where we kind of all break out of our, you know, uh, our, our shells a little bit. It's so funny because I, I, I keep, I keep mentioning this, that ad week was such a success last year, back in October, you could just feel on the ground. There was such a pent up just level of desire for us to kind of just, you know, operate normally as human beings again. Right. And that's why it's so it's as again, we've talked about this before on this episode, the timing of you and me doing embarking on this project that we're that we're starting now, the timing couldn't be better because there is such more appetite to converse to for us to be able to collaborate a little bit more than we have, even if it, you know, has been virtually. I'm just really excited about that. So yeah, I think I think hopefully when we when we revisit this conversation in a year, we will have some success stories to tell. Yes. Um, with that in mind, I I'm, so I'm, too. I'm, I'm curious, like, do you have a particular call that you can think about so far? I know it's early in the role, but do you have a particular call that you just like ended it, hit X out of the Google me and was just like, yeah, that, that ruled. And why was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's been a few. Um, if they're listening, they'll know that because we, <laughs> we're also jazzed on the call. Um, there's definitely been a few, I'm not going to call anybody out, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's, what I've been finding is that the clients that have been were that were with us before COVID, and they stopped because they're like, oh, you know, especially like experiential or sure. if they're doing any kind of events, no one's going to be going to those events. So people put a pause on on all of this, and now they're they're getting back out there. And I think that the excitement of it, and um, on their end, and then the excitement um, for me too, just just coming up with with different ideas on on. I feel like I am repeating myself, but just <laughs> to different people to target and all of that. That is the, the that light bulb moment. That is what makes it so fun. Yeah. So, um, and the cool thing too is because I've been here for so long, I've worked with a lot of these people before. Mm -hmm. So maybe like five or six years ago, either I was the account manager or somebody on my team that reported to me was their account manager. So I have, I, I know the people, you know, so even if it's people that have moved from one company to the next, I, I know that I, I remember their names and, yeah. and their our calls. So it's really, really cool to see how, how everyone has evolved because we had to drastically change what we're doing 
because of the uh, because of the pandemic. Yeah. So I feel like we're more agile um, across the board. Everyone's the energy is just very positive, as you mentioned, and it's it's exciting to be a part of that. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, it's just those types of calls where they're where they're excited to get back out there um, to be in person too, and and to, for me to help them. Those are just they're the best calls. Yeah, yeah. My favorite so far has been. It was, it was again, the, the, the person who I spoke with is listening. You probably know who you are. It was with a, a, a British gentleman. And it was a call where we talked about Winmo, I don't know, once. It was like a 45-minute call. We, we basically talked about Winmo yeah. once. And everything right. else was all about this. You know, Again, I keep coming back to it. Okay, I've got my stuff from the platform. Now what? And the entire call was answering the now what question. And we were trading, you know, he, yep. he was like, I'm going to share my screen with you right now because I want to show you my email cadence and I want you to take a look at it. And I was like, okay. So I took a look at it and I was like, all right, what if we did this to the subject line? And then what if we did this in terms of the body of the email? Do you think we could use a graphic right there? And when do we think we're going to send this? Oh, you think you're going to do it on Wednesday? All right. Interesting. Is this going to go to people in the UK or are you going to send it to people in the United States? If that's the question, then what are some like things that we can think about that could be like, you know, cultural differences or things like that? I have found personally that my best emails go out on Wednesday and literally it was 45 minutes of that. And it was so great. That's the best. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. It was, you can again, hear my excitement here. Like it was so great because (laughs) it is the idealized version of what I want this role to look like, which is to say, okay, I'm going to get you so that you're a super windmill user. And then we're going to talk about what comes after and that was that was it. Right. We, we we basically just talked strategy, and what was so great was like I'm pretty sure that I was able to impart some advice that I've picked up, you know, from stuff that I've just experienced over my years in the industry. But what was so right. great also, I learned too. I was just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective. I'm going to take that and apply it to my next call. And so like, yeah, the you more learn conver- so much yeah. on these calls. Yeah. The more conversations I can have like that, the better I'm going to be at my job. And then, you know, it's, it's just kind of this snowball effect, right? Where the more we know, yes. the more we can impart, the better we're going to be for the people that we talk to the next time. That's that, that right. was perfect. So more of that, please. Yes. So, I mean, and, and Wimmo, the way that I, I always position it too, is this, the platform is, is there to save you time and provide you data and intel of what's going on in the space but we don't want you building lists in Wimo right. for hours in a day right we want you setting up appointments and meeting with people and uh, so th- though i i like to show how cool the product is i i completely agree that those conversations that where it's Oh, here, here's how you search, but let's talk about everything else that you're doing and what you're planning on doing and who you're looking to go after. All of that is just so rewarding, I think, for, for everyone that's on the call. Awesome. Well, Megan, I have had an absolute blast talking with you today, but we are probably at the point in the pod yeah. where we should start wrapping things up. I know you've probably got other stuff to be doing today as well. So first of all, I really want to thank you for making the time to come on the show today. I'm clearly oh, having a yeah. blast. Oh yeah, no, this has been great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so let's 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 finish up with a fun question. As you might have heard, there's a little football game to be contested this coming Sunday between the Rams of Los Angeles and the Bengals of Cincinnati. My question to you, Megan, who you got? 
gosh. So just for all the <laughs> listeners, I was a big football watcher before COVID college and the NFL. But the reason why I was is because I like to go to bars here in Atlanta with my friends and watch the games. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't really happen in during <laughs> COVID. And, and my teams are, I went to Florida State, so do with that what, what you wish. And my other team are the Falcons. So <clears throat> both of them, I just kind of <laughs> gave up on it this year. So I haven't really been in the know. Um, but with that, I don't know. Let's say Rams by 10. All right. That's fair. Uh, I, I I also think the Rams are going to win, but I do have a soft spot for those plucky little Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, quick story, Megan. I, I've told you this, so I'll tell our listeners now. I finally was like, all right, Omicron's on the way out. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to a bar. And so yes. for Championship Sunday, my friend who lives in the neighborhood with, uh, in my neighborhood and I just like sat down at a bar and it's like, you know, three o'clock and it's, you know, normal crowd for a Sunday, uh, here in Sunnyside in Queens. And then like three fifteen, three thirty, all of a sudden it gets jam packed and it's jam packed full of people wearing black and orange. And I'm like, what in the heck is this? I had no idea there were so many Cincinnati fans (laughs) in New York City. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's New York City, but like that shocked me. And it was very much a pro Cincy crowd. So, of course, when they came back and beat the Chiefs, everybody went bananas. So, yeah, uh, I'm pulling for the Bengals, even if I don't think they're going to ultimately come out with the win. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to, I'm probably going to watch for the commercial. I know. It's so funny. Like, ever (laughs) since I started in this industry, like, now that is like, it's also just i will watch for the commercials and it's it's so funny if you told you know 16 year old version of me that this is going to be your life he would have told you to (laughs) to calm down oh my gosh uh, right right? no way but i actually have always loved it i've always loved the commercials even since i was a little kid so maybe it was a it was destiny yeah exactly there you go uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens Sunday. It should be fun nonetheless. So. I agree. Well, again, Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. We will be back to talk to you all very soon. <laughs>